Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode. Do you know what episode this is? No, episode eleven. Very good. Dang. Very proud of you. Thank you. My name is Ira Malkin. That's uh, Brian McClenning over there, and, and our, our special guest our in the studio. Special, overly what? enthused, overjoyed. <laughs> <guest>. What? <laughs> what have you gotten me into? Jerkles. <laughs> is uh, our old friend Mark D'Alessio. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Get my cans on. Get my cans on. Today is um, self indulgent. Oh. Self indulgent. Two Faces Radio. Yeah, I think this will be a little bit. Uh, well, you are inside. listening to you are listening to the three original members. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Three original members of our Tanahani. Okay. Would that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> These are the three jerk offs that tried to get everybody together to beg people to play our music. I guess. I guess that would be the best way to put it. I guess it would. Anyway, this is the three original members of the ton of honey that we all know and love here today, I guess. Sure. I wanted to get the date out. It's August 28th, 2009. That's and, right. And, uh, you know, we're sorry we haven't podcasted in a while. We had a lot going on in the month of August. When's the last one you did? It was like the second week of August. Yeah, something like that. Something right. like that. So, I mean, we haven't taken a huge break, but no. Hey, hey if I don't We're get no my slackers, you don't take that Howard Stern break. No, we That's don't. True. <laughs> if I don't get my weekly podcast in, I start feeling uh, get itchy. I do. I yeah. get a little itchy. I say something's missing in my life. Yeah, there's something missing in your life. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'll tell you what. On a uh, on a just to get this out of the way, yeah. you know, when we, you know, Mark obviously. You and Mark moved here together, and I don't want to get into the whole history thing, but we've talked about it before. You and Mark moved down here from Baltimore together, and you and I started playing together pretty soon into our new journey into Atlanta because we moved around the same time. And we then had a play date. We had a play date, <laughs> and then um, and then we when we started reforming things as Ton Honey when the band split and whatnot. You pulled Mark into the fold, and it was, you know, and we all started living together. I mean, this is like, and I was thinking about it, having you coming into town and um, podcasting. podcasting with this whole thing. And I was just thinking, and I know I talked to you, Mark, about this one other time, but, um, you know, those those early days of Ton of Honey, trying to get things going, even when we didn't really even have a band working and trying to do the album and stuff. Yeah. I mean, those were... I think I feel lucky because people look back at like high school and they think, oh man, those are the best days, you know, or, or college sometimes and those are the best days. And I was fortunate to have, you know, great days in high school and college and then beyond right. that, you know, those are probably the best years, you know, getting things going and looking back at it now. Those years were just great. They, they were. were. They were phenomenal and they were. Uh, it, it was the it was, it was, was the so typical uh, yeah. typical early rock band story. We're right. all living in a house together, right. playing music in the dining room, right? Working shit out, you know, not getting anywhere, not getting anywhere. <laughs> trying guys playing guys, gigs for uh, nothing, having drummers come in and take their shirts off as soon as they <laughs> sit down. <laughs> you know, the but, hell, auditioning uh, different guys for the band and uh, all the crazy stories that went along with that. Yeah. And, but I mean, uh, in all seriousness, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I, in in a heartbeat, well, I would go back and live those days again. I mean, in a heartbeat, I would I would do that again. Yeah, you well, know, what would not you do? Right now, what would you do? Uh, not right now. Maybe as a, a bigger house, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not right now. But I mean, like you know, at that age and all that stuff. If I could do do that those years again, that was. Uh, those are oh, good I mean, you wouldn't go back and do it well, at right the now. age that you are. Right, exactly. Right I'm now. saying, like, you, you know, old give me a time yeah. machine. Remember yeah. the size of the bugs in that house? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Jesus. 
One was named Tom. Wasn't <laughs> I, I forget. I don't know. One was one was using the bathroom one, one, one time. One was paying rent. One was, <laughs> Christ. One was a landlord. That's right. <laughs> Six, Six, eight, eight, three, four, four. Never forget his three. phone. That was so our landlord. Our landlord. Tom, Tom Flewellen <laughs> supporting Tom. the honey. Oh, you didn't remember that number? Yeah, I don't remember. How could number. you not remember that number after the little was, song we made it was about 10 years it? ago, at least. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, you know. I can't remember enough things. seriousness. That was my well, little. Listen, people, that was my little thought. All right. No, I like that. It's a wonderful way to uh, to start off here. Um, I was gonna say. Well, I figured we just do a, a very quick history before we start playing some music. Uh, right. Mark and I uh, met in Baltimore when we were both going to school up there back in early nineties. Early nineties. What was it? Ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. We met. Ninety two is when I moved to Baltimore. Me and I were both uh, both from Jersey. And we're both 12, right? All <laughs> right. He was from... I hate uh, dates. Let's I was not from, use dates. <laughs> <laughs> he was from outside Philly, and I grew up uh, in, a, in a small town called uh, Belmede, which was right outside of Princeton. But, yeah, we met in, uh, we met in Baltimore. We were both hmm. going to Towson State at that time. And Mark lived right next to the Bada Bing up there. The Bada Bing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, huh? Right next to the Bing. Um... Uh, so yeah, so he and I, '95, uh, we moved down here to Atlanta, and uh, yeah, not soon after that. Well, you know, Mark got heavily involved into the blues scene down here, which we both did. Uh, but he was playing a lot in the blues scene. I wasn't playing that much in blues. Stony Brooks was that the Stony? Blues? Yeah. Well, we'll get into the all that stuff. Hey, I went, Whoa! All right, you're sorry. stepping oh, on you're geez. stepping all over my vocals. Here, <laughs> here we go Fucking again. Bullshit! I always have to remember I'm a backup singer. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the stuff I want to get into later. Yeah. You know, who he played with, what right. we were doing. Brian and I started playing, and then uh, we got Mark into our little band, and then uh, things took off from there. I don't know where they went, but they took off. They took off. Something happened. So, uh, this first tune we're going to do here is a tune that, well, what, you wrote the main riff. Mark wrote the main riff. <sighs> yeah, I think initially this was um, intended to be an instrumental. If I remember, I was just oh, going to Everything's an instrumental before there's lyrics. Yeah, well, we I can't, I can't <laughs> write you lyrics. That's what I was going to say. We knew Jesus. you weren't going to write the lyrics. Nobody wants to hear my stupid lyrics. <laughs> I don't have a thought in my head. Yeah, I don't have a thought in my head. Let's be <laughs> Here's honest. my pen. Where's the den? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> TV's on. I'm gone. I need something here. All right, all right, all right. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> just take it easy, assholes. But, uh, yeah, no, I had, which, with, with, if anything, what I was like, all right, I've got a riff. Right. You know? And, uh, I don't yeah, think it I was had it was an anything instrument. to do with this song. I don't think I don't think I, I don't had think so, anything no. to do with this song. Usually, I'd come to you and be like, "Listen, I got a riff. You yeah, do what, the rest." What can we do next? Well, but, um, and I wrote lyrics to this. This was back when I could write lyrics relatively easily, which I can't anymore. Right? I can't think of good you stuff. Can. You just I can't don't try. There's You're nothing not good in there. There's that nothing good. My boy could write a lyric. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> He could write a lyric to go. this table right here. Another he could write a whole s- soliloquy about it. Wow. This special guest on the podcast from my mother. <laughs> she, seems, mm. she seems to come in uh, every once in a while. I'm just going to be in the background here. Don't worry about me. <laughs> you boys need anything? I'm going to be cleaning up over there. This place is a mess. Anyway, so what's the song called? Uh, this is Heathen. Right. Off of the second a ton of honey, honey installment, right? Uh, lifetime's chore. Lifetime's I got more. Yeah, that. And we're going to do it a little, uh, this is a really, on the CD, it's a really high-energy, you know, kick-ass song. Don't make any apologies. No, 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 I'm not apologizing, I'm just saying this is going to sound a little different. Yeah. 
then I uh, like it. I like doing. St- I like ch- taking our stuff and switching it up. So a little nightlife, be, little dancing. This will be good. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do like a lot of weird science lines and shit like that. We throw there. in stuff that stuffs happened. Right. Mm-hmm. There's good fellas to yeah, soul a little bit. <laughs> yeah, soul a little bit. Get us a drink. Get us a drink. All right. Well, this is called Heathen. We'll see how it how it goes here. All right.
<laughs> you got it, Chief. That's called on the spot Q. That's right. Q? Or something. Or something. I'm going to put this down. Ugh. Oh, we forgot <sighs> to clap. Oh, clapping. Ooh. <laughs> So what do you say? So Beautiful. we were talking about our uh, a little bit of the history, right? We're kind of working into that. Do you want to get more into that? Do you want to talk about what's going on now? Well, the reason, about Ma- how the reason Mark, Mark came looks? into town is because we're going to see Motley Crue tonight. Damn right we are. That's right. And we are? all went to go see Los Lobos last night. Los Lobos? Los Lobos. Los, Los Lobos. Lobos. The Wolves. Los yeah, Lobos. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, <laughs> the, wolves. the Wolves. The Wolves. Right. The Wolves. This will be my... What? Fourth cruise show, I think. In the past, like, ever. Oh. Yeah, I think it's four. Well, did you see them back in the day? I saw them. It was my first concert. It was? My first concert ever. I'm 13 years old. Was Motley? It was Motley. Really? It's pretty good. 13 years old, 1987. Nice. Girls, girls, girls tour. Yeah. Yes. Nice and good. Girls. Philly Spectrum. Yes. White Snake opening. Stop. Go stop. <laughs> I Keep mean, going. Come on. Is there anything better than that? Not really. Uh, it's pretty fucking Yeah, I was 13. Great. My mother took me. Oh, you just ruined the I whole know. story. Well, the only, <laughs> what was I going to do? Walk there? I mean, yeah. how was I going to get there? So she took me. Yeah, yeah no, I hear and, you. Uh, Philly Spectrum, though. Philly Spectrum. You were down yeah. in my neck of the woods. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I saw a lot of shows at the Spectrum, especially like in high school. Yeah, well, um, so did the I. big bands are coming there. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, but we were like kind of halfway between like Philly yeah. and and the Meadowlands. But see, '87 was too early for my days going to see shows. Though. Right, right. but Slow Philly down. crowds were always way, way. There was like a huge metal, you know, metal following. Oh, fuck yeah! In, uh, you in Philly, that? it was way better than like going to because I would see some shows like in, at the Spectrum and then. Um, go and see the same show again at, at what used to be called Brenda Burn Arena. I don't know what it is now. You're Mr. Sportsman. Mm, but it's know. the Meadowlands and the crowds oh, the are Meadowlands, just yeah. way more mellow there. Philly crowds are always really? so friggin' great. Well, I mean, the Meadowlands, though, is a huge outdoor arena. I mean, it doesn't compare to the Spectrum, you know? Well, no, it? that's Giant Stadium. Oh, Brenda oh. Burn Arena was like where the Nets played and I guess the Devils. Oh, okay. I don't oh, yeah, know what, what am that I thinking? Whole... I'm thinking, wait, the Meadowlands, though. That's, uh... Yeah, that's the whole complex. Yeah. So it's more like Madison Square Garden size then. Right. Okay. Right, so right. comparable to the Spectrum. Yeah. The it Garden. Was, the Garden. Mike wasn't the Spectrum the only arena that has like an actual jail in the bottom of it? That was the Vet. My <laughs> oh, beloved right. that's Vet right. Stadium. Yeah. My beloved yeah, yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, yeah they had right. a. Uh, they. I said. That's yeah. right. I guess the they cops had an like jail in the bottom. Right, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, guess the right. gas money is killing us between the Vet and the, and, the, and the police station. Let's just build a fucking jail down in the mm-hmm. bottom of this thing. I don't know if they have that at, the, oh, at their new stadium now. Um, I'm sure they have a whole Lincoln final. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's something down there. The crowds are much more mellower because I, <laughs> I go see a lot of Eagle games, and the crowds are a lot more mellower there than they were at the vet. I'm sure it's nice because probably a lot of families who wouldn't normally visit their uncle or whatever in jail, you know, <laughs> they you go to the to game, game on Sunday, we'll go visit Uncle uh, <laughs> Artie, you know, and uh, then we'll go up and watch the game. It'll be a nice Sunday. Sure. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> So, uh, Actually, I got a nice little Sunday plan. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your big oversized number one side. <laughs> grab your, your big finger. finger. Yeah. Grab, grab your big finger. Right. I'm going to put a little file on the inside of that thing. That's, right. that's Uncle Joey. Um, so anyway. Motley, Whitesnake. And what was Tommy's big drum solo? Tommy's thing at big that drum solo, if you remember the video Wild Side. Oh, it was this that is tour. It comes out and was turns. it the one that flips? It was the one that comes out yeah, and yeah. flips Spins up and around. Down. And this is in That's good shit. This was in the era, the era, Edber. 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 the era of when the crew were just really balls to the walls, balls out. Just yeah, they were great. 
addicts like partying, yeah. partying. This was before they got sober for that Doctor Feelgood. Time. This so was this when was, did they have the chicks dancing on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. chicks were dancing this on stage. Is, this is during the oh my god, I I just killed, killed Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Right, right, exactly. Which of course yeah, is Nikki Six talking about Nikki Six. Yeah, from yeah. the behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> People will never see me. No, no, the best one, though, is I woke up and a pool of blood (laughs) was running down my arm and into my hand. Dried. Hey, you better be. Thought, you better be lucky. Nikki never listens to this. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I could probably promise. Nikki, you listen, that's you're, never you're fucking <laughs> yeah. rock and roller. I got no problem with it. And he that's goes, right. "Oh my god, I can't stop." <laughs> <laughs> Such a good oh line, though, because he's serious. I mean, it's fucked up, but I'm gonna get to. I don't know. Just whenever I see him in interviews, he just comes off like such a jerk off. All right. Now you're crossing. I'm not talking jerk off anything over here. Well, Mark just, just saying, said that he'll never listen to this. All right. You know. Whatever. I trust. Mark knows, a, knows a lot about Motley. I'm, I trust his uh, judgment. I'm a, I'm a big trust Motley fan. You're never I'm listening back, to you know? Trust me. Trust Motley's me. never going to listen. <laughs> trust me on this one. <laughs> all but, uh, I know is. <laughs> shout at the devil. <laughs> My first record, yeah. ten years old. Sure. On what eight track or something? Uh, no, not eight track. That was my cassette. Third. That was like yeah, my yeah. third cassette, record, cassette of course. Something like yeah. That. Like my third. That was like my third album. I think. Really? Really? Yeah. Shout of the devil. Yeah. Really? It was. Really? Yeah. It was uh, Glass houses was first. On vinyl. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Vinyl. Right. Yeah. And then Synchronicity vinyl. Oh yeah. And then Shout of the Devil vinyl. Hmm. I bought and Led Zeppelin's Coda on vinyl. I I was half scared by Shout of the Devil and half. Intrigued. Intrigued, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was really that kind of thing. I was like, God, these I, I really wouldn't have wanted to meet them. Like, that I knew for sure. Yeah. I like these songs, and it's doing something to me here, but I don't ever <laughs> want to meet these guys, you know? <laughs> it wasn't anything like, oh, man, you know, I want to be like these guys. I was like, I don't think I want to be anything like them, but right. I like these Oh, songs. no, not me. Ten years old, man, I was like, I got to be Vince Neil. That's it. <laughs> End of story, you know? The, and, the red uh, leather suit from, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. from uh, what was that song? Uh, you didn't want to be Tommy? Well, I guess you didn't want to be a drummer. No, my buddy no, Brian once, wanted to be well, Tommy. Well, that's true. Yeah. When Slick wanted to be Tommy. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You kidding me? He's flipping his sticks around. Sure, you, know? you practice. I mean, you He's worked about, on that yeah. shit. Forget about playing drums. You worked on twirling your sticks. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Who cares about playing good? Yeah. I want to do the tricks. I was the only outsider. I wanted to be David Lee Roth. <laughs> I was over there. Oh, I don't think David Lee Roth is so bad. <laughs> Well, for back then, yeah, no, that would have been I, that would have been uh, definitely something that I was into. I mean, I can remember doing a uh, a thing to jump in like a middle school, like a like a lip syncing thing yeah. or something like that. Well, I that did that big. too. Yeah, you did that too, right? right. And that's when, well, okay, that's when no, you can talk stage. about me dislocating <laughs> my shoulder because you fell uh, off the stage, fell on in, high stage in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the greatest. Which that we will be good. posting video of that. Never. <laughs> you got to put that up now. Fuck no. Ah, but that was a lip sync thing. You weren't like doing a band or yeah. yeah. That's how Ooh. stupid. See, that that's is. and that's funny too because I remember the lip sync thing being big when I was like in middle school. So for you to be in high All school, right, shut like, up. Well, okay. I'm just saying, like, and I, I'm a couple years yeah, old. Wyatt, <laughs> shut up. You look good though. <laughs> All right, you look good. Like I don't ever remember doing like lip sync thing. Like even like in high school, yeah. I think we. Well, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely had bands and played. We played, we played like, real music hell, too, right? But then every year they would have a lip sync contest at our high school, which, look, this is the 80s, all right? right? No, Everybody right now listening to this is rolling their eyes going, Ugh, really? Jesus, I'm listening hey, look, to this, this guy? Is, this is South Jersey in the 80s. They had a lip sync contest, but, like, all the, all the drama and theater people were doing all, like, that type of stuff. So, of course, me and Slick got this rock thing together, and we did Van Halen songs every right. year. 
cut to like later in the show, you're going to be talking about some blues thing, and you're going to be like, oh man, listen, if you're not into blues, you got to check out Otis Rush, man. He's the, th-. and they're going to be like. I don't know. I don't he, know. Li- he used to lip sync. He, right, he fell off the stage while he was lip syncing like for teacher. <laughs> Great video. What does he know about Otis Rush? Look, my shoulder still hurts to this day, okay? I paid my he dues. He still has problems with his shoulder. I paid my dues. Listen, jerk school. off with the other hand, all right? Just relax. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> hey, look, it's a big it's intrusion. Great. It's like a stranger. It's a big intrusion in my life. Um, yeah, well, my first concert was White Snake. Well, we talked about this on another a episode. A little bit. But go ahead. We? What tour yeah, was that? Bit. What tour? What, what, what I don't know. Because this it was, was the, when they came. They it was had, the Here I Go Again. Right, right, right. That's yeah. That's um, what I saw. With but it was Mis- was it Mr. Bit? No, it was Great White opening up. Great White, yeah, because I saw that same tour. Right. Yeah. And, and De- uh, Deja Vu, we brought this up in another right. episode. And my first one, which I had brought up in another episode, also. But you know, there's always new listeners, Mark. You. I heard. It. I heard your fan base. There were <laughs> two or three new listeners last <laughs> episode. Last uh, month. We hundred percent increase. Uh, my first show was um, Twisted Sister opening up for Ronnie James Dio. Jesus. Yeah, it's going back. But, and I'll tell you what, but I saw Motley Crue, I saw Home Sweet Home tour. Well, not Home Sweet, I saw Theater of Pain Theater tour. of Pain, right, 85. Yeah, I saw that tour. Yeah, but the weird thing is I saw Crew in 87 and didn't see them again. I never saw them again until they, I guess I had their reunion like tour, recently, the, yeah. the Carnival of Sins tour, like yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, right? And, and this will be my third Crew show in, in just Since like then, two yeah. years or something. Yeah. Just, well, well, we saw the Carnival of Sins tour too. Yeah. Which we're, I thought was We're great. now <laughs> the guys that when we went to go see, you know, ACDC back in the day, we're the guys that we were looking at like, what are these old guys doing here at the show? <laughs> We're now those guys. Yeah, no, right. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, at go, least going to see Aerosmith. We still have our hair. Right, though. we yeah. go see Aerosmith back this in the day. This guy brought his kid out guys. here. Yeah. yeah. What's what's this guy doing? Yeah, right. Here? Can I smoke weed in front of him? <laughs> <laughs> and his ten-year-old child. Yeah, he's the one passing it to you. Right. That's true. Sometimes it is true. Hey, ladies. Motley Crue and Rat were probably my two big early on, and then Tesla came shortly after. Those were probably like my three big metal connections. Yeah. And docking though, I don't. Know. I don't want to get all into this. Yeah, see, I don't know. We like, could, we could not stop if we start. There. Like, I got into like different albums. I think um, yeah. Motley was a band that I liked. Anything they put out, I was like, into. Well, you right. and In I, the 80s. you and I, always had the thing where I always liked the first he album liked of the a band, album, right? And you always liked the second album, right? <laughs> like, um, like Skid Row. Like Skid Row. I was, Real big into the first album. He was real big Dude, into Yeah, I mean, the first album was like a hairband album. The second yeah. record, man, when that record came oh, out, yeah. it was like my junior year. You know? Yeah. I was like, this is the greatest thing on earth. I was like, well, I, I want to be Sebastian Bach. I thought that record was just great. And anything it that was. band's ever done ever since, I just never got it. It was just that record. No, it was. It was, was a great record. Killer. Monkey Business, that first track off that, that album. I've Start you played off. a billion yeah. times over yeah. and over again. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's phenomenal. Um, you know, this is great that we're talking about this. It might help us get Rachel Bolin on the show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, those guys are uh, Atlanta guys. Now. Yeah, well, just Rachel is. Rachel, yeah. I think. Ball and the drummer. But the drummer... The new current drummer the of Skid Row. The old bitch drummer. Right. Right, right, right. Drummer from here that we used to see in other And we're not allowed to talk about who we're working on. We're supposed to be uh, coming in. Can we mention well, I don't. I, the only reason I don't want to mention we, it, it's not because if it falls through, yeah, then I'm going to sound like him. a dick. Yeah, then we look like jerk-offs. Yeah, kind of sound like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ass. There we go. No, but bitch was a killer Atlanta band. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Man, that, that band was heavy as shit. That was awesome. Yeah, but I mean, you know, cover band. I mean, great yeah, band. Yeah, great but, cover band, but, you know. 
no original. But they were, yeah. I mean, they, they were, were they, they were, were genuine rock and rollers just playing those tunes right. because fucking love these tunes and if people right. want to watch us play them great right. they weren't trying to impress anybody they weren't trying to you know bring the crowds i think they were just like just kid, fuck uh, kiss on a motorhead it was just les pauls through marshall stacks yeah. yeah jacked up yeah it's good shit fucking 100 miles an hour just going it was great yeah that was they real deal. awesome so anyhow so what else we got do well we, we're, we're gonna go into history? history a little bit yeah. yeah let's get back into the history so you guys where were we well we, you had talked about mark and i were in baltimore down here in 95. And, of course, I had moved at pr- almost exactly the same time, I think a month before right. you guys, as it turns out. In 95, I came in August. You came in September. And uh, and I moved here from Connecticut. And um, Well, let me for, let me go back just for a second back to Baltimore. Yeah, do it. You want to go back to Baltimore for a second? Yeah, we can go back to Baltimore. Do it. I want right. to know. I want to know. I want well, to hear is, it all. This is pro- everything else you know. Right. But, but this uh, stuff I don't. Well, Mark and I met down at... At the college in the rec center. Do you remember the first time we met? Only? Oh. <laughs> um, I was, that was there was like a there was like, a, like an arcade or arcade something. Right. bar kind of rec center on the campus. bowling alleys yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think there was. Yeah, well, there was bowling alleys. Was there? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, he went through the arcade. I think you were wearing some kind of Johnny Winter. Yeah, he was wearing a Johnny Winter T-shirt, and not that I was really into Johnny Winter, but. I didn't see anybody else on that campus wearing any kind of like blues or you know cool rock right. shirts. So I think I went up. I, what did I say? I went up to you. I was like, "Can I buy you a drink?" No, no. Oh, <laughs> that came later. Oh. <laughs> oh, I got him back to the room that night. Oh, that was some time. Oh boy, <laughs> swinging from the vents. I'm telling you, I was very persuasive. No, do I you said, really like the blues? Or are you just saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Call me. Yeah, I'll call, I'll call you. I'll call you. Yeah, I love the blues, baby. Yeah, I told you. told you. Johnny Summers, he's great. Winters. <laughs> Whatever. Pick a season. Oh. 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 Pick a season, Jason. <laughs> I said, how was that show? And he, he didn't even say anything. He just gave, I mean, I never met the guy before, and he just gave me a look like, fuck you even asking yeah. me that for. It's fucking fuck great. You. Fuck you. And then we started going to, there was a, we've talked much on this podcast about a place in Atlanta called Northside Tavern. Yes. And Mark and I had our own Northside Tavern up in uh, Baltimore called the Full Moon Full Saloon. Moon Saloon. Which, Full Moon Saloon. Which, which is no was, longer there, actually. Which sucks. Because um, where I live now, I live like an hour from Baltimore. And yeah. I'll go up. Um, God, when was I up there? Maybe like last year, last summer. And I was like, God. I got to swing by the Full Moon. It's now like a... I don't know some restaurant they ripped the yeah. place out. And yeah, well, we you know they, there was an open jam there. Was it every Monday or something? Um, just like here, Mondays are big open jam. They night, are. So. I mean, what else? Yeah, are you, yeah, yeah, what else are you going to do on a Monday? You wouldn't be night. too far off to guess so, Monday. <laughs> I mean, we were. How old were we? Nineteen? Dude, I was like eighteen, nineteen, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, freshmen, sophomores in college. And go, going into that bar somehow. What do we both have fake IDs or something? I get. I'm like I'm. Well, I know. I, I think one. the reason we were going there was because <laughs> this is the only bar we can get into. You had a fake ID. <laughs> I was just cleaning the dishes in the other room. And she and knows I hear she, something about fake Mom, identification. Mom, you know I had a fake ID. What if you Mom, got into an accident I, and you were hurt? Look, it was a common thing back then, Ma. <sighs> How I else just, was I going to get into the? The, the clubs I back then. Mayor, I Look, just Mom, it was, God it was you, way back in the day. Thank God you survived those years. All right. Anyway, so we Without were. Help me. <laughs> we somehow started playing. I love you, boys. Go back to your thing. <laughs> hey, Ma, why don't you why don't you go in the other room? All right. 
Hey, my, you know, compliments, you know, embarrass, compliments me. embarrass me. You know. <laughs> uh, um, so we were playing at the moon. Um, the full moon, yeah. Yeah. And um, then we had like a mentor up there, a guy named uh, Dave Earl. David Earl. Sure. Who was an older. Uh, well, I mean, isn't that he wasn't older. He was like mid 20s at the time. He was like 27. <laughs> well, for us, he was. I'm just saying, he was yeah, older yeah. than no, us. He was, but still a young and guy he, for how good he was. Yeah, he was incredible. Did you ask him to be your mentor? Guitar Were you player. like, would you mentor no, us? Oh, it just no. happened. And uh, I don't know. He, he uh, kind of took us under his wing and said, all right, look, you guys want to play the real shit. This is what we're doing. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. We started sitting in with him. And then Foolish little boys. We never, re- we never really formed our own band up in Baltimore. No, we had done a couple gigs yeah, we, at, at the moon, I remember. But you, <laughs> didn't you play a gig with Brian Tingles? <laughs> Tingles? Yeah. Is it Tingle or Tingles? Tingles? It's Tingle. He's still doing his thing. Well, anyway, so we yeah we were playing at the Full Moon. That was like our uh, that was our hangout, and that's where we got to learn to play a lot of the blues and learn about it and play with different guys. And right. Dave Earl, the guy that was our mentor, now owns a, a great blues label, a uh, record label called Severn Records. Seven Records. S E V E R N. Yeah, there's a river up in Severn. Yeah, there's a river in Maryland. He's a he's a Maryland guy. Yeah. And uh, who's on the? I mean, the, it's uh, Daryl Newlich. A lot of those, those, yeah, Ronnie Earl, <coughs> 80s Ronnie Earl guys. Is Sugar Darryl, Ray on there too? Sugar Ray's got a band. Sugar Ray Norcia. Um, and uh, Big Joe and the Dinoflows. Big Joe, oh, Dinoflows, Big Joe and the DC Dinoflows. Guy. Yeah, yeah guys, you know yeah. those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look, I'll put a link to that his website on our thing. Do so it. People can just check nice. that out. So anyway. Yeah, I, I think so I So wait, did you guys play with Dave Earl at all? Or did I he mean, just kind of like... Hey, here's how it goes, you know. I think like Dave would play his own shows on the right. weekends up there, and Mark would go and sit go in. Sit in, like, but uh, but you would sit in like all night. No, not all night for a few. Right, yeah, a few songs. Like, all right, get down. That's and I was. Show. Did he sing and play? Yeah, yeah. So he he could mentor you on singing and mentor mm. you perhaps on guitar. This is how it would would work. I don't know. I I was oh. doing my own thing. I guess. What were you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. What were you doing? Well, I mean, at the time, I was really getting into, like, Otis Rush. And, right. And I was kind of just a- emulating those guys. Otis, right. my man. <laughs> and Freddie King and, you know. But, no, he he was never really... He, I think he helped me more out with my heart playing, mostly saying, look, don't play so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I didn't know, you know. Well, I think at the time... Somebody, you need somebody who's going to kind of... To tell you, listen. To tell you what's going on. I, I can remember when I played in high school in this band, and uh, it was kind of like, you know, whoever drew the shortest stick had to do the singing. Yeah. And uh, I ended up doing the singing, and sometimes I would put my guitar down, you know, for certain songs. I wasn't really playing on it. And my guitar teacher, I remember saying, like, always play. He was like... Just always play. It's always I don't know. That was just well, the thing. And it, but that kind of got me into like I like the lead singer kind of band. So it kind of pushed me away from w- even wanting to sing. Yeah. But it, it was just kind of one of those things. Like you know, it's like you should always play. You can always add something. You know, right. always make it a little bit fuller. You can always make it a little bit better. Even if you're doing just right. the same thing, just a little bit in the background. Well, you know, as far as life. So you need somebody who's going to harmonica is a weird instrument though. Because well, yeah, if you're not singing and playing harp. It, it's it's rare that you find a harmonica player. Just a harmonica player. Well, the, no, it's rare that you find a harmonica player who's not singing that does like rhythm shit. You know that that does rhythm stuff. Well, sure, yeah, that's a so different thing. usually you get harp players if they're not singing, they're like, well, you know, playing all over right, the place, right? And you got to learn. You know, the more professional harp players learn to just do it subtly and right. and, and smooth and not 
No, but I'm, I'm just saying in general, like, you need somebody who kind of got, you know, because sometimes you're a kid, you make yeah, you don't stupid choices. That. You don't know. You do. You know. You don't know. Dad, yeah. you know. Well, at the time in, in Baltimore, for me anyway, um, you know, I thought my idea of blues was, you know, white, crossroads? white, blo- white blues. Yeah, crossroads. <laughs> white blues. You know. Crossroads and Eric, the I'm Eric Clapton from the somebody. Cradle album. Right, right. right. Yeah, it was a ton of Clapton. Oh, that was huge Clapton. Yeah, it was. From the cradle come out that yeah yeah it came out oh, in okay. but I was I was a Clapton fan from from high school right um so Clapton Stevie Ray Vaughan right uh, Cray and stuff and Dave was the first guy to really get us into digging deeper and to listen right. to the guys that those guys yeah. listened yeah. to I think he got you us know. listening to T Bone T Bone T Bone Walker um, and Otis Rush and and. I remember he was doing like he was doing like Opie Dopey Stomp and Little Walter and, and and even I think Johnny Guitar Watson. Johnny so he Watson was just taking yeah. you guys a step back. He was helping you guys out with the history, like you yeah, know, like we I didn't know right, this existed, right, right? You know, so he was our first introduction. Stevie's to, to playing really like you know Albert, Albert King, and, like, and, yeah. you know, uh, oh, yeah, Eric's was a playing lot of, like this, you know, right? So yeah, but again, you need that right. person, you know. So if you're a young musician out there and you're getting into whatever, right. I mean. Go to us old farts like us, and we'll help you <laughs> help you go back in history a little bit. So but when you do need that, stuff. when Mark and I moved down here, we were looking for the same type of place, right? And it actually, I mean, Northside was exactly the way right. the full moon is. Actually, even a little bigger, if you can believe it, um, you know, size wise. And it I took us, it, it took us what like a good two months Dude, to find it. Was it was like the last club. I was really like, we're never going to find a place. Yeah, we went to a couple blues jams cool. around cool. town right. that were terrible. They were like in. Restaurants and and the queue and Buckhead. Remember right. that joint? Well, it's funny. We just ran into. Listen, you guys had to have found Northside pretty quick. I mean, you couldn't have been like giving up on Atlanta. No, like long. Like I said, it was within two to three. Oh, months. two to three months. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, well, we just kept looking in the loaf. Yeah, and we said, all right, where's there an open jam and open and where's the blues places? Yeah. And luckily, Atlanta has a decent amount of blues places, you yeah. know, around. And even back then, in '95, uh-huh. there was. And uh, yeah, we and then finally one night. Well, I think we tried to find the Northside one night, and we did the same mistake that a lot of people do when they try to find the Northside Tavern. It's not on Northside Drive. Right. But it's on the street over from Northside Drive. Right, it's right. on Hal Mill Road, <laughs> which is... You learn that Northside so is I think a part one of night, town as opposed to... I think to. one night we drove all the way up and down Northside Drive <laughs> looking for this fucking place. You know, this is before internet and, sure. you know, all this shit. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well, what the fuck is this place, you know? And we just went home, and then I think we figured it out at some point. And we went in on Monday night, and it was, uh, it was Johnny, Johnny Knox. Yeah. There you go. Which has also been brought up on this podcast plenty of times. Yeah. As Johnny McGowan. Johnny McGowan now, yes. That's right. Great guitar player. So Johnny was running the jam, Real and we player. just fell right in with him the, pretty much the same way we fell in with Dave. Yeah. Luckily, by then, we kind of knew our chops a little better. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, little, not much. Well. Johnny was very instrumental in... And me learning more about that mu- about yeah. the music. Johnny was, I mean, he could play any nice, song of the song, Nice yeah. enough to kind of. Yeah. Uh, they should call him Johnny Jukebox because it's like. Yeah, no, he knows every freaking song. Anything. Yeah, but he was the guitar player here that I I was like, holy Christ! Yeah, um, and he showed me a ton of shit and introduced yeah. me to a lot of uh, stuff I had never heard before. Yeah, right. Johnny is one of those guys that just knows every song. And well, he never seems to run out of no, no matter how obscure riffs. it was, man. He knows it. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's another one I want to get in here sometime and yeah, talk about a guy that's played in a zillion trillion bands. Yeah, I mean, everywhere from like small local bands to like 
National Letterman's <laughs> band true. backed him up on one of his yep. albums, didn't he? So, um, so all right. So we're uh, we're at Northside, and uh, so Mark started falling in with. Well, you started what? Just playing pickup gigs with a bunch of you know bands that were working a lot. No, nah, not even not no no because what had Johnny was in Juju Root. Oh, and then when he, he was playing quit, with Stoney, right? Yeah, Stoney yeah, yeah you took Juju over for him. Yeah. When he quit Stoney, which was probably like six months after we moved down yeah, here. Did Johnny recommend you? Somehow, I, I, I don't remember if it was Johnny or if it was like Tim or, or, or Larry or anybody. Yeah. Uh, they said to Stoney, why don't you check out this new kid that came to town? And that's kind of how that happened. He said, Was that my boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't your boy. Oh, uh, I had a little kid. Look, Ma, didn't Sorry. I tell you to go in the other room? I'll be back. All right. Anyway. <laughs> this is a running gag. No, no, he just started not. that today. <laughs> you do this every show. The mother no, thing. we don't. All right, hmm. um, we'll roll with it. She makes an appearance every once in a while. So where were we? So I started. So yeah, Stony called me harmonica player, uh, singer guy. Uh, yeah, Stony Brooks. Stony Brooks been playing in Atlanta for a while. Um, real good. Yeah, and uh, real good. I'm not gonna And uh, yeah, so I started doing that, and so, but yeah, and you were playing with Stony. I mean, a lot. You know, wasn't he booked pretty he booked solid? Yeah, yeah, you were like playing a few times a week. Yeah, yeah, every weekend we were playing because yeah. that was when we were. I mean, shortly at, you were still playing with Stony when we all right moved into the Euclid Dome. Right. So Mark and I were living. Right. Mark and I were living in Little Five Points on Oakdale Road, the Oak Point Apartment Oak complex. Oak Point Apartment, right. And uh, both, some good looking both girls working at that Oak Point Apartment, <laughs> I remember. Some good looking girls over there. <laughs> we had a good time over there. Well, we had the stripper living next door. Yeah, the nut job <laughs> stripper living yeah, next who, door. worked at the Cheetah. Oh, nice. my God. And girls out of her mind. Look, a lot of guys listening to this podcast would be like, beautiful. Yeah. But no, it, it was not a lot of fun. Right. Because she was up to all hours of the night, Ugh. you know, doing whatever up her nose, and you know, yeah, all coked out, white and trash. This isn't like your Motley Crew, girls, girls, girls <laughs> strippers. <laughs> this is kind of uh, yeah. Well, I get in a way it was. I mean, just as far as the lifestyle goes. But she was always coming over, knocking on our door. What are you guys doing? And, you know, we we're working shit jobs at the time. You know, just trying to pay the rent. Yeah, no, she was. Which much, uh, you know, we're still doing now, of course. <laughs> uh, and playing music at night, you know. What were you doing? You were waiting tables or something. God, what was I, I think I was at the... You waited tables? I think I was at the bag factory at that time. Already? Yeah. Oh, boy. Here I we go. The well, bag I got that pretty quick because Johnny and Jason... Knox. Uh, Knox and Reichert. <laughs> Knox, Did I ever tell you about the Knox time that and JJ Mark tried Boogie. to kill me by getting me to work at the bag factory? Yeah. 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 Brian worked at the bag factory for I was the only one minute. who never worked at the bag factory. If you were a musician, a blues musician uh, in particular, yeah. in Atlanta, I blew the at <laughs> some point, uh, you worked at the bag factory for... <laughs> Explain what the bag factory was. Oh, the God. bag factory is a small... Um, I mean, it wasn't called the bag factory. It was called... Uh, uh, Atlanta Cello and Polly. slowing as we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta Cello and Polly. The um, bagel you ate this morning is slowly congealing <laughs> in your stomach right now. And um, Jason and John... Jason from Arrested Development. Yes. Um, and uh, JJ Boogie. JJ, JJ Boogie. Boogie. Uh, and Johnny Knox. We're McGowan. Both. John McGowan. <laughs> right, that's he changes. I know. I, know. I can't keep it straight. But uh, they had these day jobs at this bag factory. Yes. And it was just, you'd run these old machines from the 50s that just made plastic bags. And you would sit there all day and just pick up plastic bags out of this and, and, and put them in boxes. And to give people an idea, it's not like 
the plastic bags at Kroger that you get. It's like plastic bags more for potato chips and stuff. Yeah, for like potato chip bags it's and like for container like container bags. When you go to like carnivals and they have you know like popcorn, popcorn bags, right, pre-made right, right. in the bags, those kinds of things. Poly uh, polypropylene. Polypropylene. <laughs> So they, they had those jobs during the day. And, I mean, these were musicians. They were trying yeah. to make these musicians. Yeah. So they still had to pay rent. Yeah. And uh, they had been doing that. And I was looking for something, anything. And they were they so, said, why don't you well, come, over, to, come yeah. over there? Um, it seemed like no matter. Why don't you tell the real story about it? Well, no. It seemed like uh, <laughs> when they pulled you in the back and they were like, listen, you're playing blues now. All right. All right. Everybody that plays blues Everybody in that Atlanta. Plays blues. Let me tell you something. They all start here. <laughs> you got to start here. If you want to get somewhere, you're gonna kid, you're going to have to pull the probably probably. You're not depressed enough for this blues music. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah no shit. Really is. No shit. And why <laughs> did you run this work? fucking machine for I a was, week? You were just looking for a job in the summer. I, I was just looking to make some money because I, I had uh, no. Hey, I was like a school in the summertime. No class. <laughs> I had no class. <laughs> and I. Uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> Pick a season. Uh, yeah, I, I had to. Um, I just wanted some work one summer because I was in between classes, uh, finishing up school or something like that. That's right. And Mark said, "Hey, and I can get you. I can get you a job over there. I can get you a job at the back factory." And like, oh. one of Mar- uh, one of Mark, one of Brian's fa- uh, most famous rants or uh, or stories. When we were I at guess. a big party once, when you I mean, this when you never told us about the yet. first day getting trained right. to work at yeah. the trained. factory. Trained to work at well, the factory. We the, won't go into the whole training thing, but what was the first thing that Mark said to you? Well, the first thing is you, you got to punch in at this place, you know. Right. And I've punched in at jobs before, you know. Yeah, okay. There's my card. Punch the clock. Whatever. Yeah. So, but Mark gave me about a probably what ended up being a <laughs> seven to nine minute. Speech on punching in because <laughs> this was not just a clock. This was this was as soon. Basically, the thought is as soon as you enter the bag factory, time stands ceases still. to exist. It goes in reverse. Just forget time because that's your time is your enemy. You right. know the clock is your enemy. So when you walk into the bag factory, it's all about just let's forget about time. Right. And when you go up to the time clock, there's a. a a plastic uh, a glove, right. you know, a, glo- <laughs> a plastic glove that hangs over. Uh, what am I thinking of? The word uh, a, rubber a rubber glove, glove. a rubber glove right. that hangs over the the clock. And I'm like, well, how are you going to know what time? Don't worry about don't worry about what time you punch in. Don't worry, <laughs> just you just punch in. And then and he goes, you can look if you look, you pick it up, and you know, and then you have to put this back down. And so it was about five. Well, or He's 10 talking minutes. about the glove. He's, he's talking about sure. the glove. You got to make sure that when you punch in, if this glove isn't down, hanging over the clock, so nobody knows what time it is in here. Right. Then you're going to be in trouble by me or somebody in here right, because right. we're going to kill you. Because that is the mo- most important thing. That's the thing. most important. So I got about seven, like I said, about seven to nine minutes about you grab your card. So you're going to pick it up. <laughs> you got to put it in the slot. You can look at the time briefly if you need to, but you put the card back and then you better, you got to hang it over. And I, you can't just have three fingers. Don't just flop it over. If a couple fingers are covering, you know, the one and the two, that's not good. We got to have the whole hand, the whole palm. I is, do not want to see that clock. Yeah. The, no Apparently. clock should be yeah. seen. So that was about seven to nine minutes, and I was like, "All right, all right, I got the whole clock thing. What am I going to do here? You know, whatever." He takes me over to the machine. All right, there's a machine. Uh, the plastic bags come out the other end. You take them, you put them in the bag. All right, all right. I'll see. You. I got to go. In. Where's the on? Where's the off? What, what happens if the bag gets stuck? This thing has like, and these things got like knives on them. Right. And- <laughs> 
sharp moving cut off your whole hand. Yeah, you know? There's like a heater right, that you get electrocuted. Like, there's like the static bar. You could get electrocuted. I mean, oh yeah, don't sit. I'm like, he's like, oh yeah, don't stick your hand over. That. I mean, it's ridiculous. No safety precautions. Nothing. You shock your balls off this thing. Yeah, but I got that clock right though. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. The machine had knives and. Fucking the heat with those heating bars that sealed the bags were like 500 degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what do I do here? Eh, just, the switch is right there. It's on and off. Good. All right. Well, I'm going to go back here. So when uh, I got back from the emergency room, yeah, right. <laughs> Mark explained the machines to me. Yeah. So oh, what did you work? Something. Like a week there or something? Um, nah, it was a few weeks. Yeah. I worked there for a few weeks. Right. Yeah, I thought you were there like, but it was probably all right because you guys are probably maybe like I probably worked there like a month. Bullshit. Listen, uh, listen to music. And, yeah. You know what happened then is uh, I ended my car bro- my car broke down and then I got that job at the uh, restaurant and I and I was going to be start I had picked out a school I was going to start working at right. So anyhow, right. whatever. I probably did a good month there. I did my time. Let's play that. All I right. came out of there a blues fan. Uh, <laughs> so we're, we're probably depressing. I did. God, six years there, probably seven years, maybe. I think so. Reichert was there, even longer than that. No, he was there eight. He was there eight. Okay, but yeah. he left before you did. He did, but he but started he way before. Yeah, that's I true. Did. Yeah, so I did like six years there. Oof. Yeah. Hey, you got to pay I, your dues in this I town. No and yeah, at that point, I was like, I well, think I got to go back weeks. to school. Anybody thinking about moving to Atlanta to become a blues musician? Just Atlanta, contact the show. Is that still there? That place you is ever still there. To that, guy? that place is still there. The owner was a really nice, guy. real nice guy. He put up with a lot of bullshit from us. He did. And uh, well, still there. Me. I was an upstanding guy. Huh. You were. So, all right. So, where were we? So we were with Stoney. You were gigging probably, what, at least three days a week, you know, usually Friday, Saturday. Yeah, we Stoney was working a lot yeah. um, back then. And, uh, you know, then I would get some pickup gigs with some other guys, some other, mainly harmonica player, you know, slash singers. Well, little Joey. Joey. Uh, but were little, you, weren't you playing full time with little Joey for a while? For a while, yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't start, ladies and gentlemen. Mark don't start, Joey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for a while. Don't you, Brian? Brian, how could you <laughs> make fun of this man? It's a very who, nice who employed Mark. What? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I was talking about. This self-indulgent yeah, two faces radio today. Uh, well, who else were you Joey, playing with? We're going to Reese a little bit. Oh, yeah, right. Um, Casanovas. Casanovas. And we're going to have We're still playing there. Good band, real good guitar player. Um, you good guitar player. That whole band is really good, yeah. Uh, so, re- I, know, I was just doing pickup yeah. stuff here and there. Well, in the, in the meantime, well, since he was playing so much, I was, you know, just playing the open jams and doing a little bit of blues here and there, but I never had a blues band. And, uh, you know, right. he was doing it mostly because he needed money. And, you know, right. what was I going to say? And that's when I, you know, we already know the ton of honey story pretty much. We, yeah. brought, it, we brought it up. Yeah. And Brian and I started playing together and, um, you know, doing the rock and roll thing. I was still playing blues here and there, but uh, we started doing ton of honey. And then... Uh, and Mark liked rock and roll enough that we were able to... Uh, well, no, I mean, I, we always, I always had it in my steal mind. Steal away a little bit. Well, the thing is, with, with the first incarnation of ton of honey... We still had other members. You know, we had Auburn was playing oh, yeah. guitar. Members. Members. Well, that Units. was... And that when was that still... Band, we told this story already. I mean, that was the original Ton of Honey. Well, right. kind of. I mean... So when that original Ton of Honey broke up, it was just me and you. Right. And then that's when I we talked to Mark. To Mark yeah. Because we already right. had songs. Yeah. Right. We don't have a lead guitarist anymore. And then yeah. this is it, Ben. Yeah. So... We're going to make you a rock and roll star yeah. instead of a... So then the three of us never... Blues legend. Right, yeah. The cell was tour buses and right, uh, right, and, and groupies. How'd and, that work out for you? Yeah, that worked out great. 
Appreciate Sorry it. about that. Yeah. What do you got parked outside? I wrote better songs. Your car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, and then uh, we recorded our first CD, and yeah. uh, the rest is, as they say, in it's so true. many words. But you had a lot of yes. stuff still going on when we were, you know, because we've talked about it in here before. I mean, you were still trying to play. There was a period with Joey, I think it was, where you were trying to play for a living. And then we would have gigs, and then there's sometimes you couldn't do gigs, and that's when we would have Sean Costello sat in with us a couple times. Right. Yes, um, actually, he probably sat in more than anybody else to fill in. He did. Um, he had just he'd come back from from yeah, the tour Susan with Susan. Tour. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so yeah, so the Joey stuff definitely because I was around right. when you I was around when you were with Stony, mm-hmm. and then uh, you know Joey was like a Joey booking was at friggin' machine. Right. And, yeah, you he know. was like. He had those leopard lounge. Remember the right. leopard lounge? The leopard yeah, lounge yeah. Every yeah, weekend, right. every well, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And then weren't you playing like a Tuesday down Tuesday, at McDonough or something? We were doing Wednesdays in Peachtree City. Oy. Right. Or Tuesdays in Peachtree City, Thursdays at some place in like Duluth. But you were doing something at McDonough for a while. McDonough. And you were you wanted to kill yourself because it was like an hour drive. Or it something. was like Peachtree City. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. it was a high, it was Tuesdays. That's yeah, right. okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So of. Tuesday, Thursday, every Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, and Joey, he yeah, demanded he decent money, you know. Good. And got it. And uh, so those were lucrative gigs. Yeah, I mean, it got, you know, it was just like punching a clock, and I was yeah. like, oof, this is getting. Ins- <laughs> yeah, he's really starting boring. to bring a glove to the Joey. Gig. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. Do you guys have any clocks in here? Yeah. Right. Uh, listen, I have a, I got a selection few. of rubber gloves. Uh, <laughs> what do you like? Yeah, yeah, right. We got orange. We got green. What, what got do you the, like? The blue, Make the sure white. You put this I, over the, the, I cannot see white. what time it is tonight while I'm playing. Yeah, uh, but you did the little Joey for a while. And, right. then, and I think, yeah, that was always that was around I mean, when things were starting to pick up for us as far as like it, it, be, it was a little bit it's of a conflict honey. for a little while. Yeah. You know, I mean, as far as like I think that's when we kind of had to start like. What are we doing here? You know, are we and I think going the other thing also or? was Leadman had just moved down, right? True. And I put something together with him, right? Yeah. The Electromatics, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was like I was playing with all these bands and couldn't prioritize anything, and yeah. Um, and that's when I made the commitment to play with you two, Yo-Yos. That's ah, right. You're welcome. Excellent choice, my friend. It was Mark. excellent choice. Just you're welcome. <laughs> I know. I appreciate. it. <laughs> I appreciate no, it. But, uh, yeah, I had all this cash coming out of a show with Joey right. and John. So I had to work more hours at the bag factory. Right. Go play with you guys. Well, and I'll fast forward through the ton of honey career. Yeah. And then, uh, so Mark left town, went and moved back to D.C. Moved to D.C. What in, year? Uh, it was t- June 2002. Was it? Wow. 2002. 2002. Huh? Yeah, I was here 9 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember being here 9 11. And uh, yeah, it was June 2002 is when I moved back up. And, um, uh, back up. I didn't never really live there. But And then he just occasionally some. comes down for uh, a ton of honey reunion gigs. Yeah. And, nice. and Motley Crue concerts. And Motley, Motley Crue concerts. concerts. <laughs> <laughs> and then if Hat Los Lobos happens to be in town, then we'll go see that too. Then we'll go see that too. Beautiful. Right. This is what we do. All right, so that's uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's the history. We got it. It all came in there. And then, uh, so you've gone back and you've you've gotten a degree and you've uh, went back to school. Um, yeah, got a degree and uh, been working. And uh, you did some stuff playing with some people up there for a little a while bit. I never really there. got that going. Um, uh, well, you never reconnected with like Dave Earl or anything. Yeah, I mean, not to. I mean, 
not to we play. connected just to, to say, hey, what have you been up to? What's going on? But yeah. nothing went playing. And there's some good players up in, in Washington and, and Baltimore and some guys I met who are really good. Um, uh, Pete Canaris, obviously, the, the excellent the Nighthawks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, some good younger players. Uh, you know, Rich Sampson, we, we played together a little bit. Um, harmonica singer. Rich uh, Sampson? Yeah, he's kind of like a lead. Is that the little leaving lead, guy? Little leaving yeah, guy yeah. And, and, um, uh, what about that other harp player from Philly, uh, Geiger? Geiger. Yeah, he's Geiger. on. He's got a record on on uh, Severn Records. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't ever see him playing in town. Really? But yeah, he he did a record. Because he was. At, I mean, I kept hearing his name around. Like I, I thought he was getting pretty big. I never see the guy in, really? in the paper um, hmm. in in DC. Maybe he goes to Baltimore. I don't know. But. Well, you know the thing too. I mean, I know we fast forwarded over ton, honey, but I think. One of the things, I think one of the things that made, you know, the three of us here that made Ton of Honey what it was, was the mix of our influences and styles put together. Because it's not really just about the songs. I mean, I had, you know, there were, there were songs that I wrote that had, you know, bluesy influences and Latino influences and things like that. But it also takes bringing that stuff out, you know, and you know, with the solo work and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think it was a, I think you and I, I felt like it was a good combo yeah. and it was a good Well, what I always liked compliment. about your, um, about your songs, and I don't know what the hell your songs are about because I don't understand <laughs> your lyrics, but they were always... They're all about sex. Man. A lot yeah. of them, you're right. A lot of them were in minor and I always love minor right, yeah. keys. I love that kind of darkness to that, that sound. That like, half step down. You yeah. Can take God, it. that's killer. That's why I got into like, uh, you know, like morphine and I like, yeah, like yeah. feeling yeah. apple and kind of that stuff. Just a little darker. Right. Yeah. Um, I I've love minor, minor stuff, you know. So that's Fiona why I apple. Love. I always would say about Fiona because I had turned you on to her a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, my thought about her was always that if I was a chick and I played piano. <laughs> I felt like her songs were, si- I don't know. There was something kind of like what you're saying a little bit. Mm. They were minory. I felt like she focused on lyrics a lot and didn't just slap. Did she down. do a lot of off time type stuff? Though? She does. She does That's do it. some stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's a pretty good musician. Yeah. And, um, so that, I always kind of felt like, yeah, it feels like those would be songs I would write if right. I played piano. And maybe if I was a, you know, had tits. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear tits? <laughs> Look, ma, we can say whatever I'm we want. Oh, Ira. <laughs> Look, uh, don't let tell your father about this episode. I don't the, want the him FCC to hear it. The FCC has nothing, you know, the, they don't it's have a me, hand it's over my this heart. thing. We can, it's say my what, heart. we can say whatever we want, ma. Oh, my boy. It's okay. Did you say testicles on the air? Basic. Uh, how many, how many times? How many times have you guys done that routine since you've been? We have not at all. Really, nothing. I think we did a few things. I know. mean, I'm sure there's something here and there. You right? haven't done WNBC. I haven't. <laughs> and if you haven't seen Howard Stern's movie Private Parts, go check it. Out. Please go rent it. Oh, it's so good. You know what I also wanted to bring up uh, on this podcast was yeah, what? I would say maybe subconsciously or not, one of the genesis is for genesis. Do, genesis is that a word? Uh, for doing a podcast or a radio show may have been our beloved beach tape. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. The beach <laughs> tape. And if anybody knows us, anybody out there who knows us has to know something about the beach tape. Well, They've heard us mention the beach, beach tape. Or, I don't know if they would know about it, but they would definitely see like what yeah. our sense of humor right. is. Yeah. Um, but how long ago well, do you think this was? Ten this year, is Ten years ago? Um, yes, mm-hmm. at least. 
Probably around 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I would say so. 10 years ago, the three of us went to the beach. There was a bunch of girls that we knew that invited us to their I, beach yeah, house. Yeah, and I wonder how much we were invited. I, I know. I, <laughs> the sense I, is I think we, we showed were, up at the beach. Well, <laughs> I well, think we had a car and we were, you know, right, yeah, one girl couldn't get down. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Yeah. Well, the three, we were all living together at the time at the Euclid Dome, right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, one one of the girls, their, her parents had a beach house down in Apalachicola. Or just through Apalachicola. Uh, Florida. Yeah. And they said, hey, you know, you guys can come down. And I think it was kind of an invitation. Right. Because they didn't, they, they thought, I think they were obligated to invite us. I don't know if they were obligated. I think Mark's got it right on the, Well, listen, it doesn't matter. We go, we show up, and I don't feel like we were very welcome. Well, uh, it's just kind of like we didn't fit look, in. We're with not that a crowd. bunch of assholes, we didn't fit in but with the crowd. we showed up. We are a bunch of assholes. We showed we up. We might have been a little Well, they were, they were already there, all right? And these girls, you know, very hippie and, and just, doing just, mushrooms. They're, well, they're just reading books, and, and everything's really mellow yeah. at the house. Incense maybe burning. Maybe weed and wine. We're sitting out on the porch, and we're right. drinking. They were all eating mushrooms. And here comes Brian Mark. Mark and Ira pulling up in the car. All right. All right. The, tur- party. the tournament's yeah, on tonight. Hey, Who's getting some beer? Right. I mean, we walked into cases that house. Cases of Bud, Bud we Dry did. We walked into we the did. house yeah. with like at least three cases of beer yeah. and, you know, Southern Comfort and whatever. Yeah, fucking jerks. And, we, yeah, we, we loaded up the kitchen. We're like, all right, what's everybody doing? Hey, come, <laughs> come on. on. We're going to shotgun go. some beers. <laughs> go, oh, the, the boys are here. Yeah, can we turn oh. off this Sade fairy <laughs> shit? I got appetite for destruction. That's right. <laughs> Right, cue the opening notes of Kickstart My Heart. But, yeah, girls, 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 girls. So, anyway, the next day. Why are you girls wearing all these clothes? Yeah. What's going on? Why is everybody inside drinking wine? The next day on the beach, you know, we got out there. I don't know what time, you know. And here's how prepared we are we go to the beach. I don't even know if I brought a change of clothes or a suit. <laughs> you know, he brought his toothbrush. It's like yeah. we show up, that's it, and yeah. then we got beer. We're well, good. We had to make sure we got the beer, and we did bring a football. We did bring, we a, did football. bring a football. God, I remember. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> those guys were so sore after the weekend. They couldn't uh, that walk. Was great. That was great. From the football. From the football. From the football. Right. Uh, anyway, the next so day on no the beach, chairs, they nothing. had no chairs, or we had no chairs. We had no chairs. So I go out first, and what I you ever got? You know, anybody listening, if you've ever gone to the beach and like dug yourself a chair we kind of just right. dig a hole on the beach and put a towel in it and then think about like if sit in it if you stuck like a, a lounge chair if a tire was spinning you know in the dirt and it made that little shape right right, right there right. that would be right. kind of like what you're trying to well, and you prop your feet up and you know yeah, you could dig nice. yourself a chair put a towel on it beautiful so i i remembered that i had a little you know at the time there was no digital shit and i had a little cassette recorder in my bag uh. and just for the hell of it Mark and Brian came out right to the beach right after I did, and I st- I pressed record on the tape player and just left it in my bag because I had a feeling them trying to dig their own holes together and work work it out <laughs> might kind of be funny. <laughs> <laughs> so unbeknownst to them, I had to. Re- I think we got down there and like, all right, where are the chairs? Yeah, right. <laughs> what chairs? Yeah, right. You didn't. We don't any. have any fucking chairs. Yeah, right. Chairs. What are we gonna do? Oh God! <laughs> and of course, I came. For, you know, I came from. Where I was, you know, working on the beaches and setting chairs yeah, right. up and all this stuff. So I didn't even have... What am I doing over here? Hey, what are you, dude? Bang I'm hitting the microphone. You should have turned it there. off. What so, do I look like over here? An engineer. Oh, yeah. Um, you, uh, so whatever. So I wasn't... I didn't, wasn't even privy to this whole yeah. digging a hole. So, what? I mean, the, the long and short of it is Ira tapes us, you know, unbeknownst to us. And then 
Well, as is classic Tyra, forgets about it, <laughs> and then well, months no, later, yeah, I I forgot. Yeah, I taped about a good twenty minutes yeah. of you know Mark and Brian Steve trying to dig ch- these holes, you know, just being funny, getting and settled in, yeah. goofing off, and and breaking each other's balls and blah 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 blah. Right. And uh, yeah, I f- we got back home and I forgot about the tape. And then about a month later, we were playing at Smith's Old Bar. Yeah, and uh, that's right. I remembered yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I well before the show i remembered about it and i listened back to the tape and it was hysterical you know i was cracking <laughs> up and i didn't tell them about it but we did our sound check and then i told these guys i said listen i got a surprise for you guys and uh, we went down to my car and we i put the tape in you know into the tape deck and we started listening to it and it was like the most we were doubled cracking over up. in pain laughing listening to ourselves you know just act like total jerk oh, It's great. I mean, we had no idea. I mean, unlike this, where we're actually trying to be entertaining. Right. This was just Mark and I sitting down and having no idea what was going on. And you were naturally entertaining. And we were naturally entertaining. You were naturally entertaining. I was also naturally hairy at the, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll naturally put, a little heavier than maybe I'll, uh, I was naturally a little heavier than Maybe I'll, I'll put a few clips from the beach tape at the end of this podcast. Do so you have? Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, we have, well, I have it. Well, because that's the funny thing. I transferred is one of, it. One of the lines, digital. you know, obviously being guys, you know, you watch guys know you watch movies, you like the lines, you repeat the lines. That's it's it's inborn. There's there's right. nothing you could do about it. Right. And of course, you know, we get the beach tape and we start, you know, repeating our own repeating lines. our own lines now. Yeah. And then one of the lines that became almost as famous as any of the lines from the beach tape was Mark's. Reaction when the beach tape went missing at some point. Oh, yeah. yeah and right. Mark's line of, all I know is, I, I don't, don't have it. it. Which, of course, he had it. <laughs> well, about two, what was it, two, had to be at least two, three years later. Yeah, I found yeah. the beach Mark, tape. Mark calls yeah. me. By the way, guess what I found? <laughs> well, I th- well, the funny thing is that Brian, Key, I think, kept berating, you've got to have it. You got, And I'm just like, all right, I got to get off the phone with this guy. What I mean... <laughs> He keeps going on and on and on. So I, I know you were like, the last one. All that I had know it. is I don't have it. <laughs> right. Let's move on to another. And how topic. stupid was I that I never made copies of it? I there know. was one beach tape, the original, oh. just floating around That's between the, the three of, of it. Though that is the beauty of it. I know. Well, I'll put some clips on after the show, so uh, t- stay tuned. For and that. no one will find it funny except I us. know it's it's one of those things. I don't know. We'll we'll yeah, no, we played it for being like, like this is okay, not funny. What's funny? All right, look, I'll put one. I'll put one thing on there. Okay, you pick something that you think is funny. And you put that on there, one part. Look, even if people don't think it's funny, they'll say, all right, this is what they're talking about. All right, now I know. Now I know. You guys are doing movie lines again. I get this all day long. Eh, What's on TV? So, anyhow. Well, let's play some music. Well, you know what's funny? Because I know I want to play another song, but, uh, you know, well, okay. What's on your mind? I, I was thinking, like, you know, I, we kind of fast-forwarded through the Honey stuff, but that's where we have so much stuff. You know, I mean, the history oh. stuff is great, but we have so many great, you know, like, some of the shit that happened in Ton of Honey. I mean, you know. Yeah, well, both of you guys are married roll. now. I don't know if you want to be putting that out <laughs> on the air, you know? True. We had some that we could talk about. I mean, the whole rock and roll nap. Honey, I mean, we had some good moments. Honey, you're not allowed to listen to episode 11. Why not? Just trust me. Just, <laughs> just don't listen. By the way, how come you guys went straight to episode 12? <laughs> there was no episode 11. Well, we'll save that maybe for the next time we're all doing something. What, we'll get more into the Well, I mean, is there anything you want to... Well, first of all, we're way over an hour already. I know. I figured. And uh, Let's do a song. Let's do a song. And we'll and do it again. You'll be in town again. I'll and we'll, town. we'll get together and we'll talk more about the Honey Years. Absolutely. And With I Mark's th- I think, input. Uh, I'm going to be down um, 
next month for your guys, or a couple months, October. Yeah, that's right. right. We got not the that you're going to do another not podcast, man. But uh, why not? Yeah, why we'll not? Do we'll do another one. Um. All right. All right. Would you like to introduce what song we're playing here? Would you like me to introduce what song we're I'd playing? I'd like here? to hope I remember the lyrics. That's what I'd like to hope. I'd like you to have uh, thought about that before we were about to play it. That's no, what I think. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think I got it. Okay. Um, because I'm I'm screwed without you. I'll never get my oh, backing your, your parts backup right. vocals. <laughs> That's, well, I just, just listen to just, you. Just uh, hold on tight, babe. Hold on tight. All right. This Steve is a your song. Th- this is a song I wrote. <laughs> this is a song I wrote a long time ago, back in happy days. Now, a uh, song called Snakebait. It's uh, the second. It, this is one of those songs that, oh, you got a lot of fucking nerve. You got some balls. Some Mark's, balls. Mark's nodding off as I start to tell. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> The, no, the interesting thing about this song, and Ira and I, you you and I both know this, this song has always felt like a good number two, two right? It just feels like it always felt right live to do it second. It always yeah. felt right on the CD. On the C- it, and, and it is second on our CD on right. Lifetime Sure. So, um, more, well, more importantly, can what? you explain to the audience what this song is about? I can if you'd like me to. That would be great. Really? Yeah. Can you make it brief? I can make it very brief. <laughs> <laughs> Explain it to me, because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. All right. Snakebait's basically about a guy y- using somebody um, for fun and knowing <laughs> that, that, somebody that, that person, knowing that that person is involved or never going to be involved with you, and that's fine. It's good. And... <clears throat> Knowing that you're not really doing a good thing for that person and their relationship, but you are essentially the, you know, they they become your bait. Like, you know, snake being your... You're the snake. Yes. Or a part of you could be the snake. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. See, I never took it that literally. Right. I thought, you know... Oh, it's not... Really. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, either way you want to look at it, but... It's being like, you know, a snake and, and kind of luring somebody into a place that they shouldn't be, that you know they shouldn't be, but your side of it is just fun. Does that make it any clearer for you? Not really. No. Oh. It doesn't? <laughs> Are you serious? That doesn't clear it up? So it's a guy, uh, you know, with a girl that's involved, and she's cheating. Right. right. And oh, she's cheating. Yeah, she's, she's cheating. cheating, and you're making, you're the one oh, making you're her Oh, you're the cheat. one making her right, cheat. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Right. So she's the the bait, you know, right. and the snake is luring her into fun. the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. I'm with you. All right. So you know, it's uh, yeah, that's what it is. It's a good thing. I've so been doing this it. song for ten years. <laughs> I, I'm still like, what? The, I don't know what this is. About. <laughs> well, there you go. But it is probably one of my favorites. Okay. That's true, and that's why I suggested that we do it today. Well, thank you. I right? appreciate this. So this is ton of. While I'm feeling moist inside, let's start snake it. Snake bait, <laughs> moist. <laughs> I didn't mind you had a mind for another 
Did I clap too there soon? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Snake bait, written by my good friend Brian McClenning. Oh, it's a very good song. Oh, I'm not so sure I like the topic, but <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Now you can really go home and study those lyrics. That's what I know you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, right. I am. I'm gonna study those lyrics. Start working. That's right, a big revelation day, isn't it? It is a big revelation day. Anything else? Any I other? Thought we've actually, funny enough, uh, <laughs> what happened? There? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Something happened to your voice? Somebody put Howdy Doody in my voice <laughs> in my <laughs> throat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's something you need to ask yourself, then. Jesus. <laughs> um, well, you know, it was always fun. It's just the splinters. Uh, oh. did uh. <laughs> <laughs> man with you. Uh, funny thing, though, I felt like we've talked about that song before. You know, I'm maybe. sure we've talked about it Actually, you know times. what? I think uh, we talked about Woman Alette, maybe. Maybe that was the Woman one. Woman Alette. Um, all Around Comes is the next one you have to explain to me. Ah, I'll tell you all about uh, that one, too. Well, we'll do both of those the next time you're here. There you go. Woman Alette. Funny enough, Woman Let was um, by some people perceived to be a song about lesbianism. Really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, really? just, that was just because of one line in there. Right. But they were wrong, weren't they? Tell me about your first lesbianic experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Once fine. again. Uh, all right. More parts. movie lines. Private parts, right. everybody. Unfortunately, that's all the time that oh, we have for come today. On. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, You're going to have to tune in next week. So this has been episode 11. And, uh, you know, if you're hanging out with your buddies and you're talking some good stories and everything's going along real well and you know, you know what? I'm going to be on the radio later. You know what I should really do? Save, Save it for, for the, the show. show. The lion, degenerate, gambling lion. motherfucker, prick. You know that's <laughs> what you are. <laughs> you got two small kids at home, huh? You know, you know your wife called Frankie, told me to turn the heat off. You gonna say anything? You didn't gamble that money, huh? Huh? So you gonna tell me? Yeah. Huh? Don't make a fuck out of me, Al. Did don't you gamble? Don't make a fuck. Tell out me you me. gambled. I give you the fucking, fucking money, money to turn the heat on. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Don't let me hear you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. Didn't you bring a towel or something? Yeah, I brought a towel, but you said you had the blanket, uh, so I was going to bring yes. two towels, remember? Check off. I don't Look know if yours. I can enjoy the whole weekend with you two. Shut up. You too. <laughs> what are you doing all the way over there? What's it's got to be that? touching. The, the, the blanket's not long enough to go in, <laughs> out, and in. It'll go in, out, and in. Watch. It's not even going to be close. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> Where, where's the extra blanket you're playing with? There, what's wrong? You know you're wrong. You don't think you're wrong, do you? Oh boy, here we go. Whoever wants to look tan, just sit right next to my ass. <laughs> and whoever wants to look skinny, sit right next to mine. <laughs> if you want to look thin, next to Brian. If you want to look like you got color, next to the D-man. Uh, I'm going to sit next to both of you. Ah. Wait, we're missing something here. Sucks. Didn't everybody bring a chair? <laughs> Look at this. I told you you needed to make it deeper. You gotta make it deeper. I gotta, you gotta make you a long mound for your head. Ugh. Great. Great. <laughs> theory, this was this is a good idea. <laughs> In theory. Words suck meaning to me right now. <laughs> no, because I'm relaxing, man. <laughs>